Welcome to It's About Him Ministries with Denise Robinson. It is my desire that you would be encouraged and inspired by this broadcast and that you would trust Jesus no matter what and believe him for the impossible. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking time out from your busy schedule to tune in. I appreciate you listening. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving day with family and friends. If not, I prayed you made the best of the day and gave thanks to God anyhow. Hallelujah anyhow. This week, I will continue to teach from Bishop Ivy Hilliard's book, Reimagining How to Jumpstart Your Best Life. I will teach from his book of chapter six, Understanding Your Belief System. I want to briefly uh, review from last week, the complexity of the human mind. In Psalms 139, 14, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. It is said that humans only use 10% of their mental capacity and So we want to make sure that we use as much as possible. The United Negro College Fund has a popular slogan, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and truly it is. Here we talked about three components of the mental complex, and that was one, the conscious mind, two, the subconscious mind, and three, the conscience mind. The conscious mind handles the purposeful conscious thoughts of day-to-day decisions. The subconscious mind is the autopilot of the conscious mind and the conscience mind houses our belief system and value system. Our conscience mind consists of two compartments, one before the knowledge of Christ and two after the knowledge of Christ. Meaning, before we came into the knowledge of Christ, we behaved contrary to the word of God. Our old patterns of behavior were common to our conscious and subconscious. These thoughts derived from our previous experiences, good or bad. This information was stored into our conscious. Therefore, when certain situations came up, our subconscious reacted immediately based on that information. Later, the data was judged and screened through our conscience, and this formed our belief system. Now, after the knowledge of Christ, This old information that was once stored for years and years in our conscious mind now has to be replaced with new information. And this process, it doesn't come automatically. And so here we're going to continue to talk about this mental complex based on our experiences. So today we're going to look at understanding your belief system. And the topic I will use for today is be careful what you believe. Your conscience will always, your conscience will always govern your life. If your conscience has been misinformed in some way, it can lead you to making poor decisions or to live a life of regret. However, if you renew your conscience by the word of God, then you can live the life of a prosperous and successful life. Now, there are factors around you every day that influence what you think, the way you feel and how you respond. If you would adjust these factors um, and to be mindful uh, to the things of God, it can lead you to more successful way of living. Now, the conscience is a belief system, as we said, or a value system that has been developed over time. So now uh, I hear my pastor say often, Pastor Stuttered, 
It is God, the devil, our thoughts, and our environment that influence our thinking. Now, according to Bishop Hilliard, he goes on to say that there are four factors that shape our thinking, and they are our social environment, credible um, authority figures, repetitious information, and finally, personal experiences. I'll talk about these briefly. Our social environment is often shaped by the people around us. It imposes certain perceived truths about life that affect the development of our value system. And when we look at uh, credible authority, it's generally someone or something that he that we view as authoritative in our lives. For example, people like our parents, ministers, teachers, relatives, they teach us things about life that becomes part of our belief system. And when it comes to repetitious information, this is information that is received over a consistent, repeated basis. Meaning that when we hear something over and over and over again, it makes its way into our thought process and eventually our value system and our decision-making process. And then finally, our personal experience. Our personal experience is the most powerful factor in shaping our conscience. Our personal experience makes the most um, potent impact on what we believe about any situation. Our personal experience is never at the mercy of the most profound of arguments, and it makes the most potent impact on what we believe. Now, according to Romans 16, 17, and Hebrews 10, 25, they give examples of um, godly environment or environment. So I'll talk about um, different ways. They say, for example, uh, Romans uh, 16, 17, it says, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions or offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. Not, and then the other scripture, uh, Hebrews 10, 25 not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So this lets us know that our environment can play a role on our mental thinking, whether good or bad. If we're around people who's causing strife, that can have an impact on us. If we're around people that are exhorting us and exhorting the word of God, and, and you know, again, that has a healthy impact on our lives. And now I'm giving you scriptures concerning credible authority. John 8, 31 and 32 and Matthew 24 and verse 35. Uh, the first one in John, it says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And then in Matthew, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So Jesus himself is credible. Praise God, fully an authoritative figure. Now, um, I'm going to read a few more scriptures. Uh, this would talk about the repetitious information that impacts our mental complex. Deuteronomy 6, verses 7 through 9, and then I'll read also Psalms 1, 1 through 3, back to back. Here it goes in Deuteronomy 1. You should teach them diligently to your children and shall teach them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You should bind them as a sign on your hand and they should be as frontless between your eyes. You should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. 
Praise God. And now uh, Psalms, it says, blessed is a man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also should not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. So it lets us know that if we do it over and over, put God's word before our children when they get up at noontime, before they go to bed in our face, put the word of God before us. That we do this repetitious and get down in our spirit. And then it talks about the man who's not sitting with the ungodly, but he's meditating on that word day and night on the law of the Lord. And these are things we can do. Praise God. And finally, our personal experiences. And here's some scriptural references for that. Romans 5, 3 and 4, Joshua 1 and 8, and 1 Timothy 4, verse 12 through 15. Again, Romans 5, verse 3 and 4. And it says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now in Joshua 1 and 8, it says, this book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but ye should meditate in it day and night that ye may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. And finally, 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 15, let no one despise your true, your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love and spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come. Give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy with that of laying of hands of the eldership. eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself, give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Hallelujah. So it's just letting us know that our personal experience uh, has a very impact on our lives and what we do. And there are three types of experiences. There's natural experience, a soulish experience, and a spiritual experience. And our spiritual experience supersedes all else. Hallelujah. But it says that meditation in God's plan to accelerate the transformation of our mental complex, renew our minds and incorporate new vision and vitality in our lives. So meditating on God's word is so crucial. I encourage you to memorize and meditate on 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 in your favorite Bible translation translation. I'm using the new King James version. It says casting down arguments and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Now the highest form of reality in the world is truth. The Bible says in John 14, six, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, although I spoke on many different types of experiences that, infl- that influences our mental complex, nothing overrides Jesus or God's word. Therefore, we must be careful what we believe. Let us pray. 
Father God, I pray the listening audience would realize your word trumps any and all of their personal experiences that are not impacted by Jesus and to allow your word to take priority in their mental complex. If there is anyone under the sound of my voice that does not know your son, Jesus, as Lord and Savior, I pray he or she will accept him today in Jesus' name. I invite you to have one of the greatest personal experiences ever by accepting Jesus into your life. If you desire to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, just repeat this simple prayer. God Almighty, I repent of all my sins. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Romans 10 verses 9 through 10 says, That if I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, I will be saved. For with the heart one believes into righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Father God, Thank you for saving me. I trust you to help me live this life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with me, please send me an email at It's About Him Ministries, letting me know. In one month, well, in the month of December, I will have a pre recorded message that um, I ministered in um, this month um, at my church. And it's entitled, What Do You See? In order to understand the message, you would need to hear it in its entirety, meaning you would need to hear it each consecutive week in December in order to get the complete thought of what I'm saying. Lord's will, we will take a break from uh, Bishop Hilliard's book for the month of December and pick it back up the first of the new year. So be sure to send me an email letting me know how the series from his book has blessed you so far and the upcoming message. What do you see? I love you. May God bless you. Have a prosperous and blessed Christmas and a happy new year. Jesus is the reason for the season. And remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. Jesus. I trust you are blessed by this broadcast. I would like to hear from you. You can send your praise report or your prayer request to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you would like to partner with this ministry, you can send your contributions to It's About Him Ministries at gmail.com by way of PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. We've been coming to look at you, but it's about Jesus.